Yo, what is good, people? I am back with a new episode one day after I just dropped another hot fire episode. I appreciate everybody that's giving my podcast a play. I know I listen back to my podcast myself during the day just to see, hear my mistakes, try to change some things up and improve it. Now, granted, I'm not Joe Rogan. I'm not getting 200 million views a month. But, you know, several of y'all are, are listening and I really appreciate it. Now, today, I'm going to go somewhere that's a bit tough. Now, I've talked a lot about man bashing. And when I make these episodes, this isn't to man bash. But it is to call into question the the leaders, the, the so-called leaders. And that's who I, I attack, if I will. I'm not attacking your everyday man, your everyday MGTOW, your everyday red pillar. Even your, you know, your guy who consumes dating coach material and is trying to make himself better. I'm not attacking I'm not attacking their customers. I'm attacking the sellers. Today's episode is called Most Red Pill and MGTOW are a blowjob or some good cat away from being simps. Now, I address right away what the counter is because I'm not you know, doing this show with anybody else. So, this isn't incel batter, banter. This isn't me hating on somebody finding love. But I'm addressing people that stand on the foundation of frame, game, being alphas, fucking and chucking, smashing and dashing, pumping dumps, alphas. Then they get a, a blowjob and it's a wrap. Them niggas disappear. You see them pop up in comments hating. Oh man, them ain't shit. Wait, wait, weren't you just red pill like a month ago? Yeah, but I'm in love now. Really? Now, I'm not talking about any creator specific. I've mentioned people before that have stood on one, one stance and changed their opinion. Now, there's this thing with creators where they're not allowed to change their opinion. If you are an ex MGTOW and you want to say fuck MGTOW, cool. I would like, you know, drop a video explaining the shit. If I ever change up my stance and be a, to, to simping, I'm going to explain to you all while I'm, why I'm simping. I'll tell you right now. Like, no joke. If, if you let me get with prime thick Rihanna or the chick from Deadpool, the black chick, I'm simping. It's a wrap. Shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like as as the brother O'Shea said about going to the DR, niggas, well, we gonna walk in the room tricking. We would instantly started tricking. But yeah, man, this isn't gonna be too long, and I'm just gonna go on about how the foundation of all our leaders, quote unquote, within this spear, isn't very strong at all. Right off the bat, look, I already discussed that I'm not coming off as some jealous incel. 
But I want to talk about, and this is all myself included, how a lot of guys, you you know from a knowledge standpoint about red pill shit, about whatever type of alpha game, dating coach, blabber, MGTOW philosophy. You know this stuff. You have the knowledge. But we, what we don't know, when I say you, not you, me and us, what we don't know is how to deal with that intoxicating, you know, some good cat, if you will. Try to stay a little bit, you know what I'm saying, appropriate on here. But uh, some good dome, some good cat. And when you're that chick's center of attention for that time being, because uh, as uh, they say on a sharp reality, it's only your turn. But that's neither here nor there. How and what techniques can we as men deflect and maintain real frame? Now I'm not talking about internet frame or you know the the discussion of frame, like real life application of frame. I think taking a picture, and I'm not talking about a physical picture. I'm taking mental pictures of your situation and trying to observe it from outside of yourself is a good way to deal with that. Now you can get some phenomenal uh, cat. Step away from that for a moment. Don't look. Don't sit there in bed cuddling and shit. Now I'm not saying be distant and cold, but step out, go into the mirror, and make sure you got control of that situation. Make sure you have control of yourself. Because there's been situations, I, I, I ain't gonna lie, like other situations I've been in where the chick is bad, she'll like hit it raw, bust all up, and you know what I'm saying, gallons and gallons of baby batter inside her, and my stupid ass did it. Now, I don't have a gang of kids that I know of, so that's neither here nor there. But I've done some stupid shit and seemingly gotten away from getting trapped with anything. Which is neither here nor there, but I'm just saying. There's got to be ways around this shit. I think Minister Jap talks about it. That he, no matter what, everything is with a rubber. Never not, you know what I'm saying? He's never not without protection. And I think other da- other guys that, you know, dating coaches and non-dating coaches, they'll say specifically, you know, how you can bring sensation back. I'm going to talk about sex, so bear with me, right? Talking about bringing sensation back to sexual intercourse with a protection on. You can actually, I recommend you guys go online. Uh, just Google ultra thin, you know, highest rated ultra thin condoms. I think there's two they're not trojans there's a there's two like high elite level brands of rubbers that are out there that are supposed to be like i heard mega thin i haven't used them uh and basically all the reviews are like dudes are like man it's like raw it's like it's raw but i'm protected so just google this shit and order yourself boxes of them boxes and upon boxes of them shits if you do it's gonna be out here pumping and dumping flush them too don't forget to flush your shit fellas Definitely protect yourself, especially with all the diseases and shit that are out these days. I mean, if you're in, 
I hate. I, I think the word committed relationship is so complicated because a lot of guys get into the the, the false bravado of that. It'll be, I'm in a committed relationship, so the condom's off. And you know, busting inside her, not giving a fuck. Oops, both control failed. A lot of guys don't want to have oops babies, no matter how much you love the girl, and that's why it's so important to have. I'm not going to steal other guys' terms. Frame is another term that other guys use, but I, I, I like the foundation. Uh, a man should have a strong enough foundation to realize that he's doing some stupid shit. Now, unfortunately, there's no pill for men. So you got to move however you're going to move. But make sure you put a helmet on if you're going to be playing full contact NFL football, if you know what I mean. That's all I really got for that. But yeah, man. A lot of these guys, particularly the young MGTOWs and the red pill guys, I'm not saying they're fake red pills or fake MGTOW. I don't, I don't like to get into that shit. But I will get into why I think there's a lot of, uh, I don't want to say distrust, but maybe dismissal of youth when it comes to the spear. Like where I have always referred to I get game from, it's from the older guys, these guys that are 50 with kids or 40, or they've already lived life. I think Sandman's an older gentleman as well. Um, some of these young guys are like, yeah, man, I'm MGTOW now. Until they get hit with one. You know what I'm saying? That good, that good good is like motherfucking Mike Tyson in his prime. It just hits these young men and they don't know what to do. I've been there, so I can't hate on them for that. But that's the thing, like, don't get caught up at a young age. It's almost like your testosterone's telling you yes. <laughs> your testosterone's telling you one thing, but your mind, and a lot of older men like me, will tell you, like, yo, chill out. Be patient. Don't lower your fucking standards. Don't settle. And essentially, I'm like, I hate to say it like this, like, word for word, but in a layman, in layman's terms, layman's terms, Young men should wait till 30, 35 for any, for any relationship, long-term or any. Uh, I'm sorry. I mean, I got people I talk to now that are like, you know, they're 28, 29. Like, All right, marriage time. I'm like, dude, chill. You're, you're, what happens in the first six to 10 months, maybe even, it might even last a year, is you get drunk. And it's not drunk off the love or drunk off the how good her sex is. You're drunk off your brain. Your brain is tricking you, essentially. Your, uh, what is the word? Your amygdala is going to shut off the logical part of your brain. I'm talking about men. And you're going to be really stupid. And you're going to think that you have something with somebody that isn't there. And I'm not saying all young relationships are superficial, but... What do you what do you and this person do outside of sex? Like outside of sex, do you enjoy this person's company or is it just like you're just you know, as a young man, all you're chasing is that next nut. You're like a almost like a drug addict. You just going from nut to nut to nut. But I ask you to, to really observe to get off of that shit for a second and observe what you're doing. Because I, I, I'm softening my stance and I've changed the, kind of what this episode is about. Because it sounded like, you know, from the title that I was going to come out here and bash people as fake MGTOW or fake Red Pill or anything like that. But I see how when you end up simping and you end up doing stupid shit. Because this is what happened to me. Luckily, I got gold dug. I didn't have to deal with no like kids and shit like that. 
I was the type of motherfucker taking bitches out for shit. Taking bitches out, buying them shit. So that's how I ended up getting played. But yeah, man. If I had the game that y'all have, because you have access to game, but unfortunately our male brains don't learn beyond what we see immediately. Now, what do I mean by the inability to learn? I've discussed it before. People get really mad, but I, I have to address male nature. I, we have to address our own things because I think there's a lot of bitching. There's just too much bitching about, well, female nature and hypergamy and blah, 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 blah. But let's talk about us because they ain't, women aren't going to change. The hardware is set. You can't upgrade the fucking motherboard. You can't change out the fans. You can't do anything with them, but you can change yourself. And you have to look at it, look at how we, unfortunately, the, the male brain, we can only process learning with our hands. You can't tell me, hey, marriage is a, a terrible deal because it doesn't compute. He doesn't compute. Telling him that over and over or trying to red pill people. I've tried it. I've tried to red pill people. And I, I've, it, what's sad is the dudes will come back to me after a divorce or some shit like that. And I'm like, Man, I don't, I don't know what the fuck's wrong. Like, now you want to listen, nigga. Shit. You know what I mean? Like, some people don't fucking learn off of anything but experience, particularly men. And that's just the way it is. But that's why a lot of young men, I almost say, don't go MGTOW yet, maybe. Uh, don't take all this red pill shit and then not apply it to your life that's where the criticism is it's like you're not living this shit and now what i mean by that is not like i'm not saying turn down no good situation because if you meet a a naywalt a real naywalt pursue the situation see where it goes be smart set your fail safes in play but a lot of young young men don't have fail safes you're like fuck it i'm jumping out of the plane with no parachute just because i got one shot like, damn, you old Eminem and fucking eight-mile-ass niggas just willing to just die. Like, fuck. But, man, man, back on that. Like, as the Mount of Spirits having all whatever its issues are, you, we have to discuss our own. Like, us as men. Like, what are we doing? What can we do to be better and improve? And what can we do to set ourselves up to, from falling in traps? Because... Like in Star Wars in the 80s, Admiral Akbar was like, it's a trap. I'll be telling these niggas, but nope, they're gone anyway. And, I, and this isn't me. This ain't me saying that their girl is bad or bad person or that they're going to end up in some shitty situation. I'm saying it's a trap because as we spoke before in the beginning of this little segment, the hardware is all the same. The software may be different, but the hardware is essentially there. And where... A lot of men kind of have the, the peak and valley. You know, 28, 29, 30, 31. Men are in a little bit of a valley because you're making a, a transition at that point in your life. You're, you're, your testosterone's going down. You're going to start seeing things differently. When the testosterone wears off and the, the brain chemicals wear off, you're going to be married with kids to somebody you don't love and somebody that didn't turn you on. And you're going to be like, what the fuck? And you're gonna just be some bitter old asshole, treating everybody like shit. You're a vortex of sorrow and regret, and you're a horrible person to be around. Because I work with these people every day. 
a lot like a woman with a thousand cock stare a lot of you dudes get almost the relationship uh what's a, uh, i don't know what a good term is basically you get burned out from the grind of the game and we don't men may not get a thousand pussy stares because dudes aren't going to get a thousand women first of all unless you're you know a rock star but that's neither here nor there what happens is i think it's a lot of uh what guys have called solo tv particularly has called game fatigue and that's where you failed by learning the red pill but not applying it One of the things I want to talk about, since we're going to simp anyway, we all we all have this red pill relapse, almost, you could call, where you end up simping. But I want to, one of the things I want to cover, and I don't want you guys to fall into, since we're all going to end up simping, at one, or y'all are going to, I'm not young anymore, but don't let game fatigue kill your drive. Or your ability to go out and do better. No, I'm not talking about just women as far as work goes. Because there's... Man, especially those of you like me. You, if, you've, if you've experienced, like, professionally doing one job for over a decade, you're paid well. You, you know how to do your job so much or so well. Or you're able to perform at a point to where it's just muscle memory. Where you're just mindlessly going in for your 8 to 12 hours a day and doing whatever and going home but what happens is there's no growth there there's no change you're not willing to change and you're also very short your fuses are very short because you're on autopilot now there's nothing wrong with that but what happened is you let you got comfortable and you let other people almost getting your head and subordinates particularly and I'm talking about professional your professional work getting your head and change the way you think because the you wouldn't have gotten there if you weren't driven let's say you're somewhere high up in a company or whatever the case may be there's no way to reach that high without some type of skill knowledge work ethic drive determination now, let's loop that back around the game. Let's say you got a seven and a half or an eight at home. Now, I'm not saying, all right, throw this shit out and get a nine or a 10. But don't settle. Don't get comfortable. Because when you get comfortable is when she's going to get bored. And you don't want her to get bored. Once you get her, you have to hack her, hack her hypergamy on a daily basis. But also, and you know, tread lightly with this, you should actually be setting up her replacement, just in case. Not, I'm not saying go out there and cheat if you're in something that's committed, but just have something out there. Just, it may not even, may, maybe not even let her know, but if you're a bold motherfucker, Make an approach in front of her. But not even like picking up numbers type game. Just run enough game on a chick in front of your girl to turn her on. And then give a friendly 
all right, ma'am, you have a nice day type of goodbye. Because all, actually all you got to do is engage with a chick in front of your girl, get her playing with her hair, looking at you. Then disengage. Peck her on the cheek. Like, hey, babe, sorry, I was getting some information about this restaurant I want to take you to. And just look at her eyes and see what she's thinking. I don't know. Just a little tidbit. I'm no dating coach, but this is some, some grimy shit I've tried. And the, you know what the fucked up thing is? The minute I stopped trying, the minute I stopped being that that guy that got me to, that basically got me here or got me to where I wanted at work, I plateaued. The girl leaves and the promotions and the extra money stopped coming in. It's, it's twofold with that, professionally and relationship-wise. All right, tablet about to die. So closing segment time. Now, this isn't some whining shit. I'm, I am trying to get into solutions with these topics. And I wanna talk about dealing with snake ass people. Now I've discussed people like this before as far as gaslighting, but gaslighting is in the confines of a relationship. Snakes are fucking everywhere. Snakes are, some of my friends have been snakes. Some of the people I work with have been snakes. And some of the girls I've dated have been snakes. And even some of my family members have been snakes. My personal definition, and you may have your own definition of a toxic person in your life, but my personal definition of a snake is somebody who essentially is either employs cognitive dissonance. Ga- uh, I don't You know what a gaslighter is. But yeah, somebody who employs cognitive dissonance, a a manipulative person, or a person who pretty much likes to take advantage of other motherfuckers. Kind of like a snake. A snake, some snakes lay in dormant, lay dormant for days days at a time, waiting on their prey. And they strike. And that's why I don't like snake ass people. Now, I'm going to cover three, just, you know, not to keep this closing segment too long. I'll cover the three types, or actually it'll be four. The four types of snakes and how to deal with them. You got the family snake, the relationship snake, the work snake. And of course you got your friend snakes. So one of the easier ones to deal with, let's I'll go first, is the family snake. As, I, as me and the homie that did a podcast together had spoke on, with a family snake, you essentially feed this person with a long spoon, as to take Mike Jamal's words. Uh, keep them at a distance. You don't have to hate this person if you're blood relatives. If you want to continue a relationship with them, just know what you're dealing with. Treat them accordingly. And if they try to use some emotional manipulation and try to loop you back in with different types of tactics of manipulating you go ahead and just disengage then you can talk with them later now when you got friends that are snakes that's a bit of complicated that's a bit complicated personally I've just cut motherfuckers off I'm like K-Camp in this bitch I cut people the fuck off but if you want to tread lightly there, keep people in your life, 
and move a little bit different. Because I'm not telling, I don't. I would never tell people to move like I have. I, I am a cold motherfucker. But, yeah, man, when you got those friendship snakes, it's best to create distance and then, I don't want to say manipulate this person, but you either can create the distance or if y'all are men and you can have men discussions, just tell them. Like, I've had some snake-ass friends that were always kind of haters on anything. Like, I remember I was out with, and they're no longer my best friend, but, you know, my teenage, best friends from when I was a teenager. Like, I remember I would pull chicks for these dudes. I would say two or three chicks, cool. I remember one specific time, and this was after high school, that I mean, we were at a restaurant drunk. We were eating. There were three chicks that came in. They were drunk, too. Dudes were, you know, the typical brothers talking all types of shit. Like, oh, man, this, that, and the third. I'm going to fuck this girl, blah, blah, blah. They didn't do shit. So my, me, being the ugliest dude in the fucking group, would actually go over and talk to the girls. With no game whatsoever, I'd go over there. And somehow, you know, long story short, these, these three chicks took us to a hotel room. I'm getting ready to smash one of them. And the other two niggas, I guess, blew it with the two two other chicks. And they took the bad ones. I was about to fall in the grenade for them. I was about to fuck the shit out of some ugly bitch, right? They had started some shit with the other two chicks, and they started tripping. And I was like, you know what? Before this go anywhere bad, let's bounce. So we cut out. Didn't know the chicks. It was just going to be some one-night stand type shit. But it is what it is. But yeah, man, when you deal with motherfuckers like that, because that was some snake shit. When motherfuckers set you up with pussy, you, you like, literally guaranteed. And you blow it to the point where nobody get laid. It was one dude in the group that basically blew it for the other, for me and the other cat. Anyway, that's your family. And those are your friends that happen to be snakes. The worst one. Women do a lot of crazy shit in relationships, so, I mean, I'll cover that one last. But the third, I'm going to cover the professional snake at work. Especially when you work for these motherfuckers. Like, I I have worked for a lot of snakes, and I'll probably work for snakes in the future, as far as, you know, my job goes. And the best way to deal with them is keep them the fuck quiet. Honestly, it's a hard thing to deal with, especially if you're a subordinate to them. It's keep them quiet. And I try not to argue with these motherfuckers. They really are terrible. They're terrible. They make for a terrible work environment. It's bad enough. Your most jobs are, you know, eight hours or more a day. I work fucking 12 hours, 13 hour days sometimes, but that's neither here nor there. But yeah, man, how to deal with that person is essentially just keep them fucking quiet. You got to unfortunately fall on that fucking blade. And it's, I mean... I guess one of the techniques you can use is to just fucking ghost on them. Like, I ghost at work a lot. And I'm not talking about, let's say you work at a factory, like disappearing and not do your job type of shit. But, like, because we are, you know, we move around a lot because we do, we patrol and we do different stuff, like different areas. I get as far as fuck away from other people at work as I can. And I can still do my thing. And let's see them at the end of the day. I try to keep my days with the snakes, a high in the morning and a buy in the afternoon. But yeah, man, I think at work, ghost. If you have the opportunity with snakes, ghost on them. Now, one of the more delicate ones, 
if you're not like me and you just dump a bitch, is the relationship snake. I don't know how what else to tell you other than dumping the bitch, but uh, since a lot of dudes continue to go back to women who cheat on them, I'll tell you how to deal with a relationship snake. As I spoke earlier, as far as uh, in relationship game, now, again, disclaimer, I'm no dating coach, and I'm not fucking eight feet tall on a 10 out of 10 on looks, but some in relationship game, particularly with a snake is an emotionally manipulative chick like that, a gaslighter, is to fight fire with fire. It's to give them a taste of whatever the fuck they, you, they give you. Now, this is a horrible, you know, I mean, this could blow up the relationship, but if she's a snake, the shit's doomed anyway, right? So, if she's a cheater, do it well, I advocate cheating on her. I don't know. That's your decision to make. But I think it's a good one. You got to hit them with what they hit you with. Because that's a lot of, there's a lot of subtle things with women that we as men don't pick up. I don't, I barely start picking them up, picking them up till now. Like eating your food, like little shit like that. Like when you take a hang out with a girl and she's not hungry when you go to get food or she'll order, a, you know, a side salad, but then eat your cheeseburger. Shit like that. You got to cut that off. But, um, no, you had a salad, eat your salad. This ain't that kind of party, sweetheart. Or chicks where you hang out with that you can clearly tell that they peacock. Female peacocking is when you're in like a big group. And you hear her being loud and trying to get attention. Particularly if there's a male around that she wants attention from. You could look at the chick. You could either cut her off. You could go dark try it on her. And tell her, hey, that shit stops. Or we're going back to the hotel. Or... She wants to do that shit. You start chatting up the cute. If there's girls around that are cute and they're single, start chatting them up. Start becoming the life of the party. You start getting attention. But you're going to be able to get attention with wit and charm. Because all women have to do is be loud and be women and they'll get attention. So your technique is just to be a fucking G. And start commanding attention that way. Yeah, but... That's pretty much all I wanted to talk about as far as the closing segment. I mean, I'm not trying to get deep, but I want to actually had to cover that because I was dealing with some snakes today, and unfortunately, I let the situation take it get advantage of me. I mean, I, it got the best of me today. I took an L today with the snakes, but I'm I'm a ghost on them this weekend because I was supposed to actually do some work this weekend, but I've been I'm in red, I'm in redlining been busting my ass so hard because the snakes are essentially doing their own thing and kind of pimping extra work off on me, which I take it like a little bitch, which I shouldn't have been doing. So this weekend, I'm ghosting on them, and Monday I'll start fresh, and I'll ghost on them at work, and that'll balance that shit back out, right back to where I had it before. But yeah, man, get these people out of your life. Uh, you can look up energy vampirism on YouTube. And that's what a lot of this is. It's energy vampirism. You got to cut the heads off snakes. Eventually, you're going to have to learn to be a savage and get rid of these people. Get rid of these ideologies. Get rid of this bullshit out of your life. Because you have enough going on as a man. And that's all I wanted to say. Short episode, fellas. I really appreciate 
the few of y'all that listen. Uh, hopefully, this will grow into something bigger one day. That's my hope. Ultimately, this is just another form of expression. And that's what a lot of men need to express themselves. As I say always, fellas, get on your purpose. And I'm out. Peace.